Benzinga's NFT show. We're back. We got a good one for you today. We're going to be getting caught up on the market. What's going on with Board Ape Yacht Club? What's going on with MeBits? What's to come? We're also going to be playing a fun game for the first time called Would You Rather, where Alyssa and I debate uh, about would you rather own X or Y in the NFT market. And today's one, uh, we got some fun ones ready for you. So don't go anywhere. This is The Roadmap. All right, everyone. As I said, this is The Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. If you're new here, thanks for checking us out. If you are a return viewer, we are back after uh, not having any shows last week. We're back. We're stronger. We're working on great, exciting things for Benzinga. But go ahead and smash that like and subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel if you have not done so already. And let's get those comments warmed up. We do have the comments live on screen, but we can always pull those down. So if you're here watching us live, leave a comment. Let us know where you're watching from today so we know we're going to have people ready to participate in Would You Rather later. Before we get into today's show, do want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by FTX US one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs with no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer, and the FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more and get started with your own FTX account, Click on the link in the description below and also pin to the chat. Let FTX know that Benzinga sent you their way. Uh, I think it's time to to dive in. Uh, my life uh, from Texas, uh, shout out to you. Thanks for joining us live today. Anyone else out there, let us know where you're watching from. Uh, I am in Michigan, of course. Um, and we are live, and I think it is time to bring on my co-host and the producer of this show, Alyssa. Alyssa, what's going on? Hello from Florida. From Florida. Stormy, stormy Florida. It's actually not 100 degrees today, so I'm living. <laughs> yeah. Uh, keep that humidity and that too hot weather away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Alyssa. Well, we are back. Um, I'm excited to be back here live. We are airing on Benzinga's YouTube channel and also on the crypto channel. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to both um, where you can find the roadmap and other Benzinga crypto content. Doesn't look like we have anyone else ready to share where they are watching from today, but we appreciate your support. Alyssa, let's start things out by taking a look at the top 10 NFTs from last week. So I pulled this data a couple days ago, so maybe a little bit different um, than what we see today on crypto sales volume. But when I pulled this sales volume, number one was NF, uh, NFT Tiffany, uh, the CryptoPunks um, collaboration. CryptoPunks was number two. 
up 120%, followed by So Rare, Webiverse Genesis, Moonbirds, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, Other Deed, Board Ape Yacht Club, Potatoes, and Art Blocks. Um, Alyssa, there, there's a lot to unpack there, right? So that uh, Tiffany drop, um, I mean, a lot of people kind of were like, wait a sec, 30 ETH for, for this NFT, but uh, it sold out. Uh, it made quite a bit of money. I think a lot of people were excited. And again, we saw another big brand really get into the NFT space and utilize that IP of a crypto punk. Alyssa, what do you think of the NFT uh, Tiffany drop? Are you surprised to see it number one for the week? Are you surprised to see crypto punks up for the week as a result? And what do you think of that 30 ETH price? I'm not surprised really because... Um... I saw it all over Twitter and I to gauge a lot of things when it comes to NFTs. If I see it on Twitter, then it's going to be on the top 10, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Well, I'm going to try to pull up the Tiffany. How about 30 ETH? Uh, 30 ETH was actually trending on Twitter the day yeah. of their announcement. Um, I know a lot of people were like on one side or the other, right? A lot of people were like 30 ETH. Oh my gosh. But the people that were saying that aren't necessarily NFT owners. And then anyone who's been in the NFT space a long time was like 30 ETH. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where do you fall? Are you on the 30 ETH? Yeah, it makes sense side. I guess. I guess. I'm like indifferent to it. Yeah, I know, Tiny Pie. I know. Twitter's down. I can't No check. way. <laughs> oh, Twitter's man. down. So yesterday we had Google down at night for a short time. Um, and now we have Twitter down. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, let's no, check. Yeah. How, how I'm going to get my news today without Twitter. This oh. is right there. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. What do I mean, we'll go outside, right? When we did that poll of like, uh, what do you do when Twitter's down? People either sit there and wait for it to come back, or I, I guess you go outside and you uh, do something. Yeah, it's, it's time to go touch some grass. Right. Shout out Crypto the Only from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, Alyssa, the, the other thing, I mean, that I think really jumps out here again, you can see Bored Ape second on that list. But when I pulled these numbers, Bored Ape was in eighth place for the week. Eighth place. Really? That is the lowest I have seen Bored Ape in some time. Um, but it looks like already, you know, in the couple days since I pulled that, uh, it already has gone back up. So uh, uh, Alyssa does an eighth place finish for Board Ape last week. I mean, that seems kind of surprising slash shocking at this point, right? Yeah. Um, actually, I didn't even... That's crazy to me. <laughs> it's always in like the top five, at least. I haven't seen it in the eighth. I don't think I've ever seen an eighth, actually, ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of the last time that uh, it was that low. Um and then uh, Potatoes, ninth place last week, and Art Blocks, 10th. Um, those have been two of the the bigger gainers over the last couple weeks, right? Potatoes, of course, a new project um, from Meme Land. Alyssa, for a new project, uh, I mean, this one's got some some staying power, it seems, in the, in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I mean, we, we've, we've seen this pattern, right, where something debuts, it hits the top 10, it maybe spends one more week there and then it falls out. I mean, this is this is three or four weeks for potatoes in the top ten now. Yeah. Um, this is the nine gag one, right? Meme yep. land. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty surprising. When are they? When is this revealing? Wait, I don't. I told I told you guys before that I was gonna do my homework on it, and, but yeah, I never same, did. <laughs> same. Yep. Uh, shame, shame, shame on us, I guess, for uh, for not knowing all the details here. Maybe we're gonna have to get someone uh, who knows potatoes and meme land better than us to to come on the show. Um, Art blocks tenth, as I said. I mean, having a nice little gain on the week, and then outside of the top ten. Um, we did see a new Solana project rank 11th, uh, Rakuto. Uh, Board Ape Kennel Club was 12th with 135% gain. Nice little uh, move for the dogs there. Mebits, which we're going to talk about later, was 13th. Uh, Clone X, 15th. NBA Top Shot, 16th. Still just holding in that 15 range. Uh, Super Cool World had 106% gain. Doodles was 19th. Uh, and NFL all day 20th. So Alyssa, let's start with doodles. Doodles had been right around that like 10 to 12 range. It was 19th last week. I mean, are we getting to the point where doodles starts to drop out of the top 20? I mean, months ago that seemed really unlikely, but I'm just wondering if it's going to have a bit of a breather before we get uh, Doodles 2 and, you know, into more of their future endeavors. Hey, maybe. Because um, when you look at the top 20, like, it's those projects that you probably would never see leave, like the Bored Apes and the CryptoPunks. I don't know about Potatoes. Um, but, yeah, I maybe, like, right, what, right now it's at 21, actually. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's already yeah. out there. It's already uh, done. Okay. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Uh, doodles, I think, will definitely stay in the top 30 f- for forever, probably. Yeah. And I, I mean, they, they do have more stuff coming, right? We have the, the Duplicator, Doodles 2. So they're not just going to fade away, I don't think. But uh, I mean, it's kind of just that lull period, right? Where people are either holding... Um, or not in doodles anymore, right? You're not really buying up doodles, I, I don't think, right now. Um, shout out Bank and Finances from Peru um, and everyone else joining us once again. Let us know where you're watching from if you are watching live in the chat. And maybe you can get a shout out. Um, Alyssa, the NFL All Day was 20th um, last week on the list that I saw. I don't know what it is. Uh, uh-huh. 20, is that 22? 22. So, I mean, this is one that really wasn't in the top 20 for a while, right? And this is one that I think is going to keep gaining, right? We did have our first NFL preseason game the other day. We're getting close to the NFL season. And if you remember, NFL All Day has the rights to NFL Moments. It's from Dapper Labs, the same company that did NBA Top Shot. They did not launch until like January or February last year, right? They waited until the season was like done or in the playoffs. Then they had some Super Bowl moments. They did some retro moments. I mean, this is going to be the first full season where we can get moments every single week, right? So yeah, when, you're right. So when my Lions are playing, right, <laughs> and hope and hopefully winning some games this year, we're gonna see some cool moments, and then people will be able to get those, you know, in packs. So. uh and Alyssa, I did look up some of my NFL all-day moments, and they they have gone up a little bit in, in price. My Patrick Mahomes rare. Uh, it looks like the lowest ask was five hundred dollars. I do still have it, but uh, who knows? Uh, 
I mean, as we get closer to the season, I think these things are, are going to heat up. So, uh, uh, Alyssa, is that is that fair to say though that these, I mean, going into the NFL season, are probably going to keep keep going up at least in in volume? Yeah, you've been calling this forever. <laughs> like as soon as when the seasons are going to start heating up, football starts again. Uh, you're just going to see um, more volume go into these these. Um, and you're right with the whole like the start. When did this like? When did NFL all day like come out like near the end? Yeah, like, see, I was thinking it was like December or January. I mean, and the 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 last games are in in January, so it was like right around the the end of the season. And then they yeah. did you know some playoff moments, some Super Bowl moments, uh, the Pro Bowl, and then those retro moments. But like I'm... they skipped the full like first ten <laughs> yeah. weeks of the season at least having moments for for any of those. I'm uh, super interested to see how like how much volume goes into this since it's going to be the whole season now. Yeah. And I mean, remember, they, they did have some learning lessons from NBA Top Shot. When they launched these, they did have lower counts, right, which is what helped NBA Top Shot all along. And one of the problems NBA Top Shots had is increasing their supply a bunch. Um, so demand has gone down, prices have gone down. So I'm hoping NFL all day stays that way. Um, there's also supposed to be a fantasy kind of aspect to this, where if you own moments, you can play along during the season, the challenges, um, that's something NBA top shot has done to kind of increase volume. We got money Mitch in the chat saying he wants in, uh, Mitch actually helped me open up some packs, right. Of NFL all day and NBA top shot and Mitch, I still have some unopened NFL all day packs to open. I think I should do that live on a stream and uh, we might just have to have you on to help do that and kick off the NFL season. So uh, what do you say to that, Mitch? I, I think I even have a Pro Bowl pack um, still available to open. Crypto the only asking, where have y'all been? We, we're here today. That's what's important, right? Uh, we're, we're back. We're going to be doing some live shows. We're going to be doing some recorded content, some shorts. Let us know. But uh, the the best things you can do to help us out are to subscribe to Benzinga, subscribe to Benzinga Crypto Channel, and also smash the like on this video. Um, and that would really help us. And we got Mitch saying he's down, of course, Alyssa. So we'll have to schedule that out um, to open up those packs. But uh, Let's go. I mean... Isn't that kind of crazy to to think about that? That I have these unopened packs that could have moments worth like thousands of dollars, and I have just been like, I, I don't want to say I've been lazy because really the reason I haven't opened them is because I want to do it on a stream, right? Like, why why would I open the pack without someone being able to enjoy in that success with me? Exactly. Uh, like when we open the Stranger Things moments. Um, some of you may have seen the video that we uploaded. I opened VFriends trading cards with my two oldest kids, right? And that was really cool. Um, like, why would I open that stuff, you know, off, off channel at this point? So that's kind of my thought process there. But we'll be opening up some, some more packs. Um, Alyssa, anything else about the the top 20? We kind of got sidetracked here with Dapper Labs and NFL all day. But, of course, you know me. I do love NBA <laughs> Top Shot for getting me started in NFTs and NFL all day. As an NFL fan, I will always be a fan of as well. Do you see more people hopping in again, like a kind of bump in volume all around NFTs since all of this is starting up again? Or what? I think... 
I think so. And I think it's going to be split into different genres and platforms, right? We have the GameStop marketplace, which is getting some new people into NFTs that also like games, right? Because they finally added some game specific NFTs on their platform. Really? We have, yeah, we have NFL all day getting sports fans into NFTs. We have uh, the media ones, right? Stranger Things, Alyssa. You know, you and I both bought Stranger Things NFTs. <laughs> we have Recur, which is partnered with Nickelodeon, right? So we got the Hey Arnold and the Rugrats NFTs. They also did Care Bears NFTs. And they have Hello Kitty coming. Like, these are all ways to get different people into the NFT market. Um, DraftKings also has some NFL uh, NFTs coming as well, a fantasy game that you can play. Um, so, I mean, there's just, there's all kinds of different platforms that I think are exposing new people to NFTs still. Um, we're going to see more tickets this year, right? NFL games are going to have some some NFT tickets. They experimented with that last year. Um, I think you're going to see more people do that, right? Like if you're going to a Lions game, let's say you're paying 75 bucks for a ticket, you get the ticket as an NFT and you can turn around and sell that NFT for 50 bucks or 75 bucks. Why would you not mint that NFT when you essentially just made the price of your ticket back and went to the game for free? Like, yeah, it just seems like a no brainer, even if you can sell it for 20 bucks, right? That just paid for, I mean, let's call it one beer at the stadium, maybe, maybe one and a half beers. Um, like it's just it's all in that exposure to to NFTs. We we got Mitch asking which are going down faster, Solana NFTs or ETH NFTs. Stay tuned. We're gonna be talking about Magic Eden in a little bit, and that'll actually get into the Ethereum versus Solana debate. Um, Alyssa, anything else on top twenty? Or I think it's time to talk about uh, Instagram and Mr. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Let's talk about the Zuck. All right. So, so the Zuck, right? So Instagram is one of those social media platform companies that has started getting into NFT adoption, right? And they experimented and launched in May with a, a slow test of NFT profile pictures. Well, they announced last week that they are rolling this out to more than 100 countries worldwide. They also announced that they'll support wallet connections with the Coinbase wallet and Dapper Labs, the owner of the Flow blockchain and, of course, NBA Top Shot. Users will have the ability to post digital collectibles minted on the Flow blockchain. Um, they can connect a digital wallet to share that digital collectible. Uh, so they now support Rainbow, MetaMask, Trust Wallet, Coinbase Wallet, and Dapper Wallet, um, Ethereum Polygon and Flow. Instagram does not charge a fee for posting or sharing the NFTs. Uh, let's start there, Alyssa. So they now partner with quite a few wallets, right? Which MetaMask, of course, being one of the biggest, then Coinbase, um, and, and also Dapper, right? Uh, are you interested in this? Uh, that on Instagram, you can make your profile picture an NFT or Instagram being already like a photo sharing platform. Are you more likely to like have a picture of you or a picture of outside as your profile picture. I already have my NFT as my profile picture. So <laughs> there we go. Um, I like the whole not charging a fee for posting or sharing it. Like, 
what I'm gathering is like with Twitter, you have to pay. Twitter, you have to, to have Twitter, have, Twitter Blue, right? That's, that's yeah, you have to have Twitter Blue. Yeah, you have to pay monthly to have your freaking picture <laughs> as an NFT on your Twitter. Um, but I like, I like, I like free. Everyone likes free. <laughs> Everyone likes free. Uh, Alyssa, that's a great point. And uh, I, I was going to say that and you beat me to it, right? Instagram, it's free. Twitter, you have to pay. Twitter also, I think you can only connect your MetaMask. Um, they only support Ethereum-based NFTs. I could be wrong. Um, but I like that Instagram is supporting more, right? Including Flow, uh, NBA Top Shot, and NFL All Day. Um, they also have some other NFTs there. Uh, Alyssa, I, I think you already answered this. If you have a profile picture on Instagram of an NFT. I know on Twitter you have as well. Yep. If you're big in NFTs, are are you more likely to have different profile pictures to show off two NFTs across Twitter and Instagram or because of the branding and the like building your IP, would you think of doing the same one for both platforms? Maybe not you personally, but just in like general, what do you think the which which is better which could be the the better move i think it depends on what you own um that's a great I, point great it answer. depends it depends um, if you have an if you have an ape and you have like a something yeah less. yeah if you yeah if you own like one of the ones that are like above one ETH, yeah in the board ape especially you probably just want to use your board ape across everything but like me i have two fang gangs right and I can't have both on Twitter, so maybe I'll have one on Instagram and one on Twitter, or you know, one on Discord and another one somewhere else. I would do that. But if I had a board ape, though, I would have that bad boy everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I mean, that's that's a, a definite answer there, and uh, that'll be part of our would you rather later talking about board apes and crypto punks. I mean, if you own. If you own one of those top NFTs, yeah, I think you you have to use that, right? It's your brand. You're going to build it out. Um, if you just are kind of like experimenting with NFTs or like you don't own, you know, some that are worth a ton, right? I mean, maybe you just want to kind of show off one each spot. Yeah, <laughs> Richard said board apes are good. Yeah. Uh, um, let us know in the chat though, like if you own multiple NFTs, uh, what would you rather do? Use the same one across all platforms or kind of split it up and have a different profile picture on Twitter and a different one on Instagram. And I mean, who knows, maybe other platforms are going to support this too. Uh, Alyssa, maybe on my MySpace page, I can also show off one of my, one of my NFTs. Um, maybe they'll do that. Um, what else did I have in this, in this article? I, I kind of skipped around. Um, oh, another cool thing. Uh, when, when, uh, meta platforms, right. The owner of Instagram first announced back in May that they were going to allow the sharing of NFTs as profile pictures. They also said that they were going to create augmented reality stickers for Instagram stories. I don't know if that's still the case, but that's kind of cool. If you could just kind of make stickers for instagram stories based off your nft um and maybe just have them you know pop up on your post um what do you think of that um okay so a sticker of your nft yes on stories oh that's pretty that's pretty cool, cool. um good branding 
right? Good branding, yeah. Like instead, it, of it having all, the, instead of having the Benzinga logo, like, down in the corner, like, on all our stories or whatever, like, you'd have, you know, your ape. And it would just yeah. be there on all your posts. Yeah, I can see the ape community especially liking that. Like I said before, it depends on what you own. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or unless you really, really love your NFT in the community, and then, hey, cool. Cool I mean, I mean, to each their own, right? There yeah. are people out there that don't own an ape, but are still just as passionate about, you know, whatever they own. And yeah. they've been using it as their profile picture for a long time. I mean, I can think of lots of examples. Um, shout out to the the good knight on Twitter, right? He's a big cool cat guy. He's had a cool cat as his profile picture for a long time. Um, he posts about cool cats. He does Twitter spaces and, and all that. And I mean, I know him by his profile picture, right? Because yeah. that's what he's used forever. Um, so this guy. I, yeah, right. Everyone. So there's his, his night cat, right? And he has occasionally changed his profile picture. Like the other day, it was a cool pet because he was just like talking about cool pets or whatever. But otherwise, like this is how I've known him. Like yeah. ever since I've followed him, I feel like it's been that night. So like, again, it's all about that branding. Um, and, you know, if he has an Instagram, I would thing right he uses that just because it's like why um to keep building Mm -hmm. out that brand um Alyssa speaking of Instagram and Mark Zuckerberg I know you know this because uh, we definitely talked about it there is a little league baseball trading card (laughs) of Mr. Zuckerberg um I actually had the privilege I, I guess I don't know if privilege is the right word um of seeing this in person uh, the comic book company that is uh, helping sell this had this at VCon. Um, it is graded. It is signed by Mark Zuckerberg. We took the signature off because we did a fun little Twitter question. Um, it also says that Zuckerberg hit 920 in Little League. Insane number. That means if he had a thousand, he hit the ball 920 times and like reached base safely. That's like it's it's pretty much impossible. Um, even in little league, even in like T-ball, but I mean, if Zuckerberg wants to say that, whatever. Um, but Alyssa, they're going to sell this as a, uh, physical auction, right? So you can own the actual trading card and also they're minting it as an NFT. Um, Alyssa, I don't know if you're in the, in the market looking to shop for some Zuckerberg merchandise, but if you were, would you rather own the physical or the NFT of this sweet looking little league card? I I have no idea. <laughs> um I knew I you never... were gonna say neither. I knew it. And I was like, no, that's not that's not the game, I'm Alyssa. Sorry. I mean, I've never in my dreams would like think, oh, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna want a share in uh a Zuckerberg baseball card, or yeah, I'm gonna go out and buy this collectible card of the zuck in his prime (laughs) here's here's my answer i feel like if it was a normal ceo so like let's say like warren buffett or um steve jobs or elon musk i would rather have the physical right because physical assets have shown value they've gone up um not all nfts catch on however with it being of Zuckerberg, I feel like I would actually lean towards the NFT because when you think about Mark Zuckerberg as a person, he's all in on the metaverse. And like, I feel like 
you'd be able to use this NFT in the meta ecosystem down the road. And Mark Zuckerberg's probably going to love you and want to also like display it himself in the metaverse. And maybe you can get like a licensing fee. I don't know. Um, So I feel like I would actually lean towards the NFT, but again, it depends on the person. Um, I don't know. Yeah, You can have like the bragging rights of like, look what I own. This is my interesting fact about me. I own a Zuckerberg baseball card. Or hey, even if I did own that, that would totally be my interesting fact when I yeah. got hired into Benzinga. So uh, <laughs> you, you best believe I would be flexing with, I own a Mark Zuckerberg little league trading card, um, but I do not. So I wasn't able to flex that. So uh, yeah, eh, it's, it's still cool. And you have a point that Zuckerberg is more into the metaverse right now with his, his Zuck self. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's enough about uh, Mr. Uh, Zuckerberg today, but uh, um, this might be fun if you can't pull up Twitter, Alyssa, but uh, let's, let's talk about Mebit. So Mebits, of course, were launched by Larva Labs after CryptoPunks and Yuga Labs acquired the rights to Mebits. Um, late last year, I believe. And they're starting to kind of show what their plans are for the the future of MeBit. So there was a thread on Twitter. Danny Green, who was the general manager of the MeBits DAO, has been added to be the brand lead for MeBits at Yuga Labs. He said, for the last seven months, I've lived and breathed MeBits as the general manager of the MeBits DAO and truly love this collection and community. He went on to say MeBits are historical. He also said that MeBits already have utility. Right now you can play with your MeBit in 20 virtual worlds, apps, and games. He also mentioned how they're diverse and inclusive, right? There's all kinds of different traits where different people can find traits that match themselves. And then he also said, what's next, right? And he didn't give a ton of details, but he said, creative storytelling tools, brand partnerships, and a massive presence in the metaverse. And then he echoed Gordon Goner of Board Ape, of course, saying big things take time. There is a lot on the horizon, but I can't get into the specifics yet. Um, Alyssa, how about this hiring, right? They hired the general of the Mebits DAO, who like is literally like a go-to source of Mebits information to now lead Mebits for Yuga. He's going to step down from his role from the DAO to now lead Mebits for Yuga. Do you think that is the right hire here, or at least a good hire? It's a good hire, yeah. 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 I think it's it's huge. And, I mean, I don't own a Mebit. I actually own partial stakes in a couple of Mebits. Uh, thanks, Rally, um, fractional investing. But I don't own a Mebit otherwise. But this has always been one that I've watched from the sidelines, right? It's more accessible, cheaper than a punk. But it's also historical. It's been around a long time. It's already 3D. It's already ready for the metaverse, right? I do like that aspect, as he said. And, and then talking about the, the the utility and also the inclusion. I mean, you can see the different traits on the screen there, right? It's, it's a lot more inclusive than some of the NFTs we even have out today. Um, you know, with 10 and, and sometimes traits not matching up to, you know, every person. So I do like that. Um, Yuga Labs uh, put out a tweet on the official MeBits NFT account saying that uh, on August 15th, so less than a week away, 
uh, is when the IP agreement for Mebits will hit. So Mebits owners will be receiving a Board Ape esque licensing rights that will allow them to, um, you know, license out their character, brand it, um, make some money off of it. Um, that's pretty exciting because again, anyone who owned a Mebit or a CryptoPunk for months kind of had to sit there and just watch the value either go up or down and couldn't really do anything with it. Alyssa, how big is it now that Mebit's holders are finally getting those licensing and IP rights thanks to Yuga? That is pretty big for anyone who's holding I would be ecstatic if I had a Mebit. Like, I'd be like, okay, time to like market this bad boy off. I think they do look good too. Like I, I could see yeah. these being licensed out and like, I mean, again, I've always thought Mebits, uh, I mean, for obvious reasons would make a better TV show or a movie than CryptoPunks, right? It's already 3D. Um, it already has those traits rather than just the the pixel art style. Uh, we got Valuant Time saying Mebits sucks so bad in the chat. Uh you know, yeah, like, I, I guess first, why? But again, you know, just talking the historical value. And I, again, Yuga Labs has a track record of uh, making things a success. So at this point, I feel like Yuga is going to bring some value to Mebits. That's my own opinion, yeah. not financial advice. Alyssa? I think Mebits needed you're, you're I, over here. I think Mebits needed this because, like, I, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> I never cared about Mebits ever, and I never understood why they were so expensive ever. But yeah, um, this adds more value, and you know, I, the floor is probably gonna go up. Yeah, you start looking these out. And, yeah. and value in time, I, I get the point. Yeah, three D models. I mean, again, like look at like even the the sandbox, right, and the Snoop Dogg, the doggies right? The doggies look similar to this and they're a lot cheaper and you can use that avatar in the sandbox. So, you know, on a, on a, a basis of that, yes, the, the four plus ETH does seem a little bit more pricey, yeah. but again, I think here you're betting on Yuga Labs, the historical value, and you're also betting on that future utility. So that's just my opinion. Um, but time will tell, right? So, uh, but that was the update we got from Mebits. And speaking of Board Ape and Yuga Labs, um, Alyssa, I shared this with you that the the co-founders, Gordon and Wiley, um, they did an interview um, with Input Magazine. They did a article. They did a video. Um, they talked about a lot of things. They talked about their early days of first meeting, getting involved in crypto, um, loving crypto Twitter, right? Which also led them to the term ape when you ape into something. Um, how they created Board Ape, selling out, right? 10,000 Board Apes sold out on May 1st, 0.08 ETH, around $220 at the time. They also talked about the future, this is what I really like and something to center on here, right? Because they said the biggest thing they're working on right now is other side, right? Uh, other deed for other side, of course. They said that they also want to uh, reduce the friction of owning a token. They would like to onboard one million more people into the Yuga Labs ecosystem. Alyssa, one million more people into Yuga Labs. Is, is that... Is that like a 
a reasonable number or is that like a huge crapshoot? Do you think that's possible? And what would they need to do in terms of like pricing and accessibility to get that many people in? I don't know. Great answer, Alyssa. I I mean, the the cheapest Yuga asset right now is Other Deed, right? Uh, So Other Deed has a floor price of 2.06 ETH. Um, I mean, Bored Apes, Mutants are selling for way over that. Um, Kennel Club is 8.5. So 2 ETH is the cheapest, um, you know, within the, the ecosystem. Yeah. I feel like if they really want a million people, like they're going to have to give and take on price at some point. And yeah. I don't know what that means. Maybe they just have to come out with a, a mobile game, you know, or something for other side where you don't necessarily have to have an NFT to play. You can play without an NFT because otherwise, like how are you going to get a million people in with with that being the price point i mean there's a hundred thousand other deeds so like it's not a i mean thirty four thousand owners between all the yuga labs assets i mean you're probably looking at fifty thousand unique owners maybe more i should actually do the math on this for for the next Uh okay so i don't really know hi chris hi am i back you're back. Hello. Oh my goodness. So I don't know how they can bring in a million more people. Like that's just I don't I don't see a million I don't see a big fat chunk of people wanting to spend two ETH to get a new NFT project right now. Even if it's board apes. But I don't know what what they could do. They I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one million. I mean, it's it's a big number still. It's a big number. And two ETH is still a big number too, right? Uh, to to anyone who doesn't own NFTs, right? Like if you own NFTs, if you've traded NFTs for a while, still like one ETH, really huge amounts. Uh, but like he said that in the interview, a million more people, and I was like, wow. Like I don't know what his time horizon is, but. I think that's going to take some time and I think it's also going to take maybe even a new mint, right? Of yeah, something cheaper, but how do you do a new mint and not reward your existing holders? Right? Like that's the dilemma. A lot of these projects now face. Uh, and I've heard cool cats kind of talk about that, right? You want to add more people into the space. How do you do that by creating a new collection without like not rewarding your existing holders or diluting them right and making the 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 price go down like that's the the golden question right now in front of these uh projects yeah um i don't know because they have um a game coming out right or they're working on it uh could have something to do with that maybe yeah. get, i mean <laughs> Maybe that's it. You would want people to play your game, right? Yeah, for <laughs> that's sure. That's a good way to get them in. So, but I don't know because that is a good question. Like, how do you make it valuable to the people who have been loyal to you, and while also bringing in new people because they can't afford two ETH? I mean, it's a yeah. good amount, especially nowadays. Um, so, I, 
I'm interested and I'm gonna like keep watching to see like what exactly he means. I want to see a time horizon because that that's a big number. <laughs> that's a big part of that answer. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I promised Mitch earlier uh, in the show that we were gonna talk about Solana versus ETH at some point. That's gonna be our next topic. We're gonna talk about Magic Eden. So for anyone who doesn't know what Magic Eden is, it means you've probably never minted a Solana NFT, or you started minting Solana NFTs when OpenSea added them, right? Because Magic Eden is the go-to marketplace for Solana NFTs. Um, they actually have like a 90% market share of secondary trading for Solana NFTs. They announced recently that they're going to add Ethereum NFTs to its platform. So Magic Eden launched in September. It's been big for Solana, but they see adding Ethereum being a key growth drive. Um, they're also going to debut cross-chain launchpad with Izu, a sister collection of Psychedelics Anonymous. Um, so cross-chain capabilities where you can kind of mint in either Ethereum or Solana. Um we did see this with the Baroku Dragons, right? Where they minted in Solana and then they did the Ethereum ones later on. Um, but OpenSea, I mean, for as many problems as OpenSea has had um, and controversies, they have dominated the NFT market. They've fought off all kinds of competition. Um, but like Alyssa, I actually, as I wrote this, I was like, all right, like Magic Eden has a 90% share of Solana. They have a 10% market share for all NFT transactions. That's some pretty big numbers compared to OpenSea. Um, everyone kind of expected this Coinbase launch, right, to be like a huge driver and kind of take people away from OpenSea, but we didn't see that. What do you think? Can Magic Eden gain some market share and take away some momentum for from OpenSea? Or do you think they're kind of split, right? Solana NFTs over here, Ethereum NFTs over there. I think it's split. Um, I just, I think, okay, people, in my opinion, want to stick to what they're used to. So I think that's why Coinbase launching their NFT thing didn't, like, no one... They didn't, people didn't like flock to it like we thought, you know. They just stuck with OpenSea. And I think the people who were in OpenSea, as soon as they introduced Solana, they're like, cool, now I can buy Solana here. Yeah. And then Magic Eden, the Solana people, especially the ones who like just only started with Solana, I think now they're going to be like, okay, now I can buy Ethereum based projects here and I'm just going to stay here instead. And I think it's just going to st stay half and half. <laughs> Yeah, what do you what do you think of the the cross chain like capabilities, right? So like we saw early on a lot of projects that minted on Ethereum, right, used OpenSea. But then if they wanted to do like an airdrop or a game, they wanted to use other blockchains, right? Like I remember some using like uh Polygon, right? Or, you know, cheaper transactional platforms that were supported on OpenSea. Solana has always been known for kind of being, you know, cheaper, faster, um, but also having some problems occasionally. Do you think that those cross-chain capabilities, like, does that play into this at all, that Magic Eden can work with these projects and allow them to make 
NFTs in both, whereas OpenSea isn't really like a creator platform. It's more of like a sales platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> Crypto yeah. the only. I love both. I mean, both platforms are great. Yeah, and I mean, I've used both platforms, and you know, again, OpenSea, it's just, it's, it's, it's the go-to right now. Like, it's, it's mm -hmm. hard, it's hard to get away from that, um, unless if you're looking for something specific, right? I also like, I use FTX, you know, a sponsor of our show. They've had some of those exclusives, right? Like the Steph Curry drop, um, some different sports-related mints. Same thing, like GameStop now has, you know, some of those, uh, the gaming nfts you got limewire right the old music downloading platform did like a exclusive drop with um soldier boy and with travis barker right so like if you are looking for something specific you might have to go to a different platform but like i just i feel like magic eden has a shot but i also feel like we've said that about so many platforms versus OpenSea that it's just it's just hard at this point to picture someone really taking share from OpenSea. I, I just don't know, like, how else to say it. Uh, yeah, I guess it's... Um, OpenSea is so popular and so in our heads at this point that even the new people probably just go straight to OpenSea. And it's easy to work, use and all that. Um, so I don't think... I think OpenSea is just going to stay on top for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I, it's I think definitely. Um, yeah, we got Mitch chatting it up. Um, yeah, I mean, so Mitch, ha Mitch has a, a point here, right? And this is a point I've heard for months, though, right? Uh, apes, I feel, aren't going to be as good as many think, right? People have been saying that for months, that someone was going to come in and take away market share from Bored Ape, take away that momentum, right? And really, it has been CryptoPunks and Bored Apes as number one and number two for a long time. Um, whether you consider Punks one or Apes one, it's kind of up for debate. But that three line has been really highly debated, right? Like, what's the third biggest NFT collection out there? And some of these projects that have launched later have had controversies, right? Like look at Azuki, right? Azuki was going to be the next board ape. And that turned out that the creator of the project um, was also involved with some former like rug pulls. So people were like, wait a sec. Okay. Screw Azuki. We're moving on. Um, we just had Moonbirds, right? Where a lot of people were like, oh, Moonbirds, they're going to be the next uh, ape. And then they just kind of did their own poll, right? Where they they did a CCO, right? So people who thought they were going to be able to license out their NFTs and make money. Now it turns out that Moonbirds changed the rights, um, which is a huge debate. And we saw the price of these kind of go down. So like, I, I get the argument and I've, I've said it for months that I actually thought some of these projects could compete with Board Apes, but it's hard hard right now to, to really see that finish. So many have tried and have dropped off. Um, Alyssa, what's, what's your take on that? I'm going to, I want to relate it to like 
um like our fortune 500 companies like there you go like out of nowhere you'll have you'll have like you know the one on top like the the apple and then out of nowhere like another one could just come up and it just depends on like their products their vision their um the way they do things the the following behind them and like I think it just all depends and like you just like Mitch said don't stop watching the new projects because you don't really know if one of those is gonna like blow up and become like the next big thing because it it could be yeah I still think relating to stocks Alyssa acquisitions right like Yuga Labs did this acquisition of the rights to CryptoPunks and MeBits. Uh, where are these other projects at? Maybe some of them should team up. Um, yeah. You know, like get a, like, yeah, Apple or Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. Like who's going to be the next one? Who's who's going to create the new projects? But look at like Alphabet, right? The company that owns Google. They're now one of the most valuable companies in the world. But years ago, they weren't, right? They were a search engine. They were the biggest search player in the country, but that only took them so far. Then they expanded, right? They bought YouTube. They bought DoubleClick. Uh, it got into tons of advertising opportunities. They got into phones, right? We have the Android operating system. Um, so now they're so much more valuable, right? But that was through acquisitions, like yeah. Apple has acquired companies, right? They've of course introduced their own products too, which has helped. But like, I think we're going to see more acquisitions down the road in the NFT space. Um, whether it being like projects buying other projects or getting outright acquisitions, right? Because I still think that's going to happen too. Like the branding opportunities are, are going to make this, you know, attractive. Uh, Alyssa, we're starting to run out of time. I know we got a couple more topics here. Um, we're going to play Would You Rather in a couple minutes. But uh, up first, Alyssa, I don't, I don't know. Um, I was debating whether we talked about this today or not. But uh, there is an <laughs> NFT collection that wasn't on the top 10 when I looked. But it has uh, increased a ton. Um, and it's a really fun collection to say, right? Because it is... Crypto Dick Butts, um, I'm not making this up, guys. Um, they had a 690%, also not making that up, increase uh, in sales volume based on this Decrypt article that I found. These have been around for a long time, and they are surging. They passed the floor price of Cool Cats, 3.33. Um, these were created by a comic book artist. Um, who had a following on Reddit and other social media platforms. They launched in March of 2021 a collection of 161 was the original OG collection. And then they also did this series three later on 5,200 NFTs in August of last year. Um, Alyssa, crypto dick butts. Yeah. Uh, what, what, <laughs> what's your take? It's a meme. Yeah. Everyone loves. That's all I yeah. got to say. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. And relating it to stocks, right? It turns into like, I remember last year when GameStop and AMC were going crazy, right? And I had to 
take a step back, right? Because I was like, wait a sec. There is no value here. This stock should not be this high. What is going on? And then it was like, wait a sec. A stock, just like lots of other assets, is worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. So if it is a meme, if it has a large cult following, there are buyers on the other side. Um, That's the same with these, right? Whether you think they look awesome or whether you think they look ridiculous, there is value right now because people want them. Will that last? Time will tell. But right now, as you said, Alyssa, I think it's all about the meme. And as Jeff is saying in the chat, I'm watching Nine Gags Meme Land NFTs as a potential candidate. Potatoes, which we talked about earlier, Meme Land, Nine Gag. There is some potential there, Alyssa. And as we said last time, we're going to have to do some more research there because uh, that could definitely be an area to, to look at. But we're running out of time, Alyssa. So I think it's time to get to our last segment, which I think is going to be a really fun one. And we would love to have some chat participation. Um, so let us know. This is going to be a game called Rather. Um, it's really simple, right? Going to talk about two different assets. And you pick, would you rather own uh, the first one or the second one? And up first, we about board apes and CryptoPunks own a gold fur board ape or a zombie punk. There are uh, 88 zombie punks, five for sale with $2.4 million being the cheapest currently listed. Last sale was one month ago, $1.4 million. There are only 46 gold fur board apes. The cheapest is currently listed for $1.77 million. The last sale was one month ago. 869.69 ETH. Gold fur board apes make up five of the top seven all-time sales. Alyssa, would you rather own a gold board ape or a zombie punk? A A gold fur ape. Same. I am gold fur board ape. Uh, to me, when I think gold or when I think board apes, I always consider gold fur and trippy fur the two rarest traits. Um, with that being said, there are 46 gold fur and 77 trippy fur. And again, if you look at the top sales of all time for board apes, gold fur trait dominates, making up five of the top seven. Let us know in the chat. We're already seeing a couple votes for board ape gold fur. But on the flip side, just to play devil's advocate, right? Uh, the zombie punk. I mean, there's only 88. Alien, ape, and zombie are the three rarest traits. Um, they also rank among uh, three of the top 12 sales of all time, 9th, 11th, and 12th. But those transactions, of course, were July, August, and September of last year. Um, the zombie is currently listed for more than the cheapest <laughs> gold fur. So you could actually buy a gold fur cheaper than a zombie right now. Um, but I just, I've got to say gold fur here. I It's just because um, it's the community thing. I know like punks, yeah, everyone knows the punks at this point, but like I'd rather own the ape because like, you can go to the events and you you have an ape and you're like the 
the top dog in the eights. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why I choose eight versus. Yeah, eight. and I still think there's more licensing opportunities for apes. Licensing. I mean, crypt- CryptoPunks, of course, are going to get there soon. Um, but right now, if you own a gold fur board ape, I, I think you can easily build a brand around it. Easily. Um, your zombie crypto punk, you're going to have a little bit tougher time of getting that off the ground running. That's my vote. Uh, not a really hard vote for me. I don't think it was for you either, Alyssa. And the chat right away, of course, all saying ape. But again, let us know, would you rather own the gold for board ape? Um, shout out Franklin or the zombie punk. Um, I have a we question. got time for one more, Alyssa. Go oh, ahead. No, I have a question. If you owned um, a gold fur board ape or like even the zombie punk or any rare punk, would you try to like reach out to celebrities to see if you guys could like collaborate together at all? I think so. I feel like there'd be some opportunity there, but I, I mean, also I guess feel it depends. like. Some of these celebrities aren't necessarily looking for like the rarest trait. They're looking for like something like them, like uh, Snoop Dogg and Eminem. I think both of their apes have in common. I forgot what it is, but there's like a a, a hip hop or music trait um, that yeah. some of these have. Um, so I, I feel like you could. I also think you could go straight to brands, right? Like food brands, uh, yeah, uh, restaurants. Yeah. Right? and be like i have a gold ape like 44 of these like let's build a brand around this um i think that'd be the opportunity there yeah that's yeah yeah Alyssa, one okay. more would you rather before we before we end the show would you rather this one's tougher would you rather <laughs> own one board ape yacht club or five mutant ape yacht club Alyssa? oh my god hold on let me go to mutant ape hold on load Go. Um, I think I'd own four mutant apes. I'll be real with you. <laughs> five. five mutant apes. I don't. I don't. I don't the mutants. I do the mutants. Mutants. Yeah. yeah. So, I originally was gonna say board ape, and then I was like, let me do the math though on something they did. Right? They did the claim of ape coin, and if you owned a board ape, you got ten thousand ninety four ape. If you owned a mutant, you got 2,042. So had you have owned five mutants at the time, you would have gotten more ape coin than you would have from one board ape. So right now, the trading board ape is actually a bigger should be. So with that being said, I would pick the five mutant apes based on kind of the arbitrage there of the opportunity. And like when we had the other deed mint, right? You could have gotten more land owning more mutants than one board ape. So something to think about down the road. Yeah, I go with the, oh, the more the merrier. Just take more. (laughs) I'd rather have five than one. Yeah, I mean, that's usually... That's usually the math, right? You'd rather have yeah. more. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but would that's you rather the math. have? Would you rather have one gold fur bird, bird, board ape, or the five mutant apes? Gold fur. Gold fur. I mean, I get yeah. With the <laughs> okay, exception, what, with the exception of like the mega mutants. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. What if you I could have one I, one of the megas? 
<laughs> oh, that's that's tough. I still think though, in. like I love mutant apes, but like from a branding perspective, like you can't you can't really go to like a food company or a restaurant and say, "Hey, license my mutant ape on some of these, right?" That look like creepy or d- weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have ideas. I have ideas. No, no, no. Hey, thanks for your... thanks for subscribing. Uh, yes, thank you. Subscribing and thanks for watching. We'll be back tomorrow, <laughs> Thursday. Um, my thing with the board ape, or yeah, the mutant apes. Yeah, they're creepy, but you could actually reach out to like skateboard companies, zoomies, um, uh, vans. I think they would yeah. love to throw your creepy, funky ape on their stuff if you really had like the vision and drive to push for it. Especially if you had one, like I could see this one on a pair of like vans or a skateboard or some merch, like that'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot. There's no wrong answer here. That's why we love doing this new game. We're gonna be trying it out over the next couple episodes. So hopefully you all liked it. Again, uh, would you rather? Um, it's it's a fun game, and Alyssa and I agreed today on both sides, but that's not always going to be the case. Um, and we yeah. love hearing the answers from the chat as well. But that's going to do it for today's show. Shout out to everyone who watched us live, and also if you're watching us on replay uh, and you are available, tune in and watch us live 2 p.m. Eastern time, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays right now. So you can interact with us in the chat. But if you're not able to watch us live, we appreciate your support as well. And we will catch you next time on the roadmap.